podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Happy Thursday. Episode 630 of Coach Unplugged. Um, part three of, I hope you've enjoyed these. Uh, we got a bunch of practice planning ones coming up over the next couple of weeks. So I really hope you enjoy them. Uh, let me know, um, leave a review, um, subscribe. We would love that on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to us. Um, we'd also like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Netflix for basketball coaches but even better than Netflix. It has a community, it has resources, it has handouts, it has the COVID course, everything that you would need to work through uh, this process that we're going through right now. But anyway, go over and check it out. Make sure you mention us and uh, yeah, go over and subscribe and like and uh, we would uh, we would really like that. So uh, have a great day, bye. Yeah, anyway, they, yeah. That's, they, they, they don't think beyond, they don't think beyond too no, many, yeah. you know, that's hard to, I think it's hard to get them to buy into that team mentality and like, it's more than just me and right. like these kids, you know, they're all high school. They want to be the leading scorer. They want to be the, you know, the, you know, the guy that makes the shot and the fans are all cheering their name and all that. But right. they don't realize is like, if you can do it consistently, they're going to be doing that for everybody, you know, like in the fans, cause they're going to win, you're going to win, you're going to win. Right. So I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, trying to get that out of their mentalities is hard and making them believe that it means something. What would you uh, What would you tell your young self? Oof. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm, I, I always think of question. I always think of questions that coaches would want to hear. That no, no, yeah, no. I, I, I mean, I think it's. Um, I love what I've, I, I, I've done this for now. I've been at Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. I've been a head high school coach, um, and I would do it differently. You know, to be honest with you, uh, if I was younger, though, I probably would have tried to get to the highest level earlier. Because I think, like, I, if I was younger, I'd say try and get on, a, like, a Syracuse as a manager. Try and get as a, you know, a video assistant at, like, Duke. or You know, like, work as many high-level camps as you can um, to get to know the assistants and, you know, that kind of stuff. Because I think it's easier to calm down from the highest level to where you've got to be than to try and bust, like, to go from a high school you know, assistant to a high school head coach. Right. I mean, there's only so many Bo Ryans in the world. Yeah, there's that. You, know, you know, there's just, it just doesn't happen. I mean, no, Beheim did it. Beheim did yeah, it. Yeah, it, but it's very few and far between. It's Not Beheim. Like, um, uh, Michigan coach did it. Um, Izzo. No. Uh, the one oh, that went um, to the, uh, B, uh, Beeline. John Beeline. Beeline did it. He did it. Yeah, Beeline yeah, did it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, very few, you know, like, yeah. very few to build that up like that and win at a highest level. Like, I could go right now to Hamden Hall here and win the national championship, like, high school for the next five. <laughs> I don't think a Division One's going to offer me a, a no. job. You know what I mean? No. Like, it ain't going to happen. Only thing they would, the only thing that would open doors for you is you've got experience. Yeah. Like, if I applied for an, even a D3 job, they're going to say you haven't recruited. Right. Great, you've won, but I don't know if you can coach the college level. Exactly. My theory is coaching's coaching. As long as I get, I know enough about the game, I would recruit the right guys that would fit my system. That's part of the key. But that's not. I mean, I never wanted. I mean, I my chances, but I love coaching high school. But that's you're right. It's like, and the problem is, you got to look at it like you're an indentured servant. If you want to be a college coach, you're indentured servant. You're going to work hundred hours and make twelve dollars, basically. Oh my god, like. 
if I have a chart of the amount of hours I put in at Holy Cross and you know, it's, it's, oh, it's crazy. Right. Right. 40 hour a week is not, it's not even there's like no a, 40 hour a week it's, it's, not not. Even a, it's funny to even say that word you know what i mean like it's right it's because there's, there's 50 people standing behind you that'll take the job it's like being oh yeah it's, and you know to be honest with you when you're going through it like i didn't even think of it like that like i wasn't thinking like i you know wait a minute day off like you know like <laughs> yeah i gotta be i gotta be in the office tomorrow at six like I, we got you know right. we got effort stats i'm doing here till one o'clock in the morning like right you know, hard days but like you don't even think about it just part of your mentality you just so if you don't have that mentality and that love for this game and the love to you won't make like, it my, my biggest thing was my love of you know um watching the film and getting guys better and i walked into a practice and i after i watched the kids effort stats I could talk to a kid for a half an hour, but man, like, listen, when you were blocking out, you weren't bending. You weren't like, you got to get right. lower. And these kids like, what do you mean, coach? I'm like, watch, let's watch the film. Look at you stand. So like, you could really teach a kid and you see the kid get that aha moment. Those are the moments I live for in coaching. And that's what carried me through when I got better. So like if younger coaches, you got to love it like that. If you don't, it's a long road, man. If you're no, in there, I always, I always tell my students that the key to life is find something you love to do. Yep. Something you're good at and something that pays well. If you find the interchange of those three, you're in good shape. I think I found two of the three. Right, right. Teachers don't make a lot of money. But um, anyway, so you, you, that's, that's the happiness. And, and, you know, you might love to do something. Like you might, I always tell my students, you might love singing. Yeah, right. You're not any good at it. Like, <laughs> so that's Only fine. You can sing the rest of your life, but no one's going to listen to you, you know. Right, right. So you got to try to find something you love to do and you're good at. Um, yeah. If you could talk to one coach, who would you talk to, living or dead? John Wooden. Why? I just like I I, I was I did a lot of reading when I you know about coaching and stuff like that, and I just I just loved his mentality. He never swore in front of his players. He was just a he was a gentleman, um, and you know he won a lot, <laughs> you know, and he really won a lot, and he was, he he was really attention to detail and practice. And, you know, like you'd have to yell during the games and he always says, because I, I knew we worked so hard in practice. And if you just, if you ever get a chance, just listen to stuff about John Wooden and, and, and read about him and just watch some tape on him. He's hard not to like be inspired by and uh, you know, just what he did and accomplished. I don't think there's any other college coach out there that's done what he's done. Is there anything you change about the game? Uh, what level the high school did that? Any, any level, any level. I mean, I think there's there's a lot of things that have been changing, like the three point line going back deeper and stuff like that. I think changes the game a lot. I've seen that, uh, you know, when I played, we didn't even have the three, you know, like early yeah, on. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, and now it's college like back in yeah. college and stuff like that. So I think there's some rules that I would like change, you know. But I, I kind of like I like the way it is, you know. I, I think that we, you know, we this things have to evolve. Do you have a shot clock. We do have a shot clock. Yeah, I think everyone should have a shot clock. Um, How I, long I is yours? Uh, we go 30 seconds. Okay. So, and, yeah. and do you have a problem with someone running it? Uh, managers? I mean, no, I, I mean, no, we, hire, we, we hire staff that come in and do the games. And, how, and, and, and do you have three officials? We have – most games we have three officials. For our home games we have three, but sometimes in the row we only have two. And do they do they have a problem with the shot clock, whether it hits the rim and those kind of things? I mean, it's not the college level. Yeah, I think you know, no, yeah, I mean, it happens. I mean, you know, it's going to happen throughout the game, but it's not, it's not to the effect where I think it like it ruins the game. You know, like you know, someone's okay. that clueless. I think they get the hang of it and they get better. And you know, as long as you get an attentive, responsible person there, you know, like who who's willing to like you know 
it means something to them. Right. Like, and what percentage of time does the shot clock come into play? That's a good question. I'd probably say maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe 20, 15% of the game. Not, and, not what, and what do you do when – do you have specific things you do if it's running down? Oh, yeah. You know, under 10 seconds, we all we have – you know, kids, if, they, if we haven't got something under 10 seconds, they bring the ball to the middle and they run a flat middle ball screen. Um, so, you know, not, not an angle, a kind of middle flat so they can't – Guys can't have to hedge one way or the other. It's a little bit harder with a flat ball screen. So we call that flat, and, you know, they get to that. Or we do one four low, and we try and let my best player go. So we have a couple calls, head tap, and, you know, that with shot clock running down. Um, and then the old typical fist, we just come out and get a side screen because he's right. on the side and we can't get to the middle. Then if he just calls a fist, it's side ball screen with under 10 seconds. These are all on after our play hasn't panned out, our, our secondary hasn't panned out, play hasn't panned out. Clocks down to nine, run to like either fist side screen, middle screen, or flat. You know, one of the you know one of the three. Right. So we do yeah, and the and the shot clock stuff, and then we have plays that we go over with, you know, on uh, you know under five seconds. You know, all the different stuff. Right. No, 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 I get it. And and the, the only reason I have a problem with shot clocks, I think there's the, this is a stat feature for me. There's such a wide range of abilities at high school level. Your guys and my guys can create. We would never have a shot clock problem ever. Right. 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 I could. The really not. When I, the way I press, I, right. I, I'm never. I don't even remember. Even you know, maybe once in a while we look at it at the end of the game because you know the other team's trying to delay or whatever. But the way we press, we're pressing on every possession. So it doesn't. So like, yeah, it doesn't affect us. But I'm just thinking, even a even a really small guys team or a really small girl. I mean, they just don't have the players that when the shot clock gets to ten, the ball. Those are going to be some really bad shots. Yeah, well, I, I would agree with that. But I, <laughs> I think the alternative of not having a shot clock. And guys delaying the game and having the, t- the games in the, you know. Do you the, think that the, happens that much, though? Oh, yeah. In, in New Jersey, uh, you know, there's big things about that. The old, four, you know, four corners and keeping the scores of like 25 to 22 in a high school basketball game. And Could you could they do that to you, though? That you wouldn't let them no, do that to you? No, no, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let that would happen. <laughs> but, like, you know, I guess if you have some skilled players, it might be hard. If they're, like, you know, you're trying to trap them, they throw it to the other side right. and get it over, and then they go back to a – yeah, I could. I don't think it'd ever get to that point with the athletes that I have, but you know, like I could see. I don't know. I mean, if that's your style of coaching, I think it's. I think it's a hard thing to sell kids if you're going to pull it out too. To be I honest, I know. I mean, that's you know, it's a hard sell, man. I, but it, it, yeah, it, it, I just think it speeds up the game. It makes you want to play. Get get the game fast. Kids know they got to play fast. I think it's a. I think, and then when you go to college, you got to be playing like that. Right. So my thing is, like, we should be duplicating the things that we do in high school, college. I have a big problem with our, uh, you know, our league because they don't let us, like, uh, scout, you know, like, uh, opponents. Like, they don't, like, no exchanging tapes, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Can you go and send scouts to, to games? No, not in our league. It's, like, ridiculous. And I'm like, you know, like, they say. Okay, so anybody that's listening, my mouth just dropped to the floor. Yeah. I literally can't even tell you how much tape we go through of opposing teams. Like there was one, there was one opponent this, we played this year that we had every game, like every (laughs) game they played every game. I would, that's college. That's basically college. I had all the stats. I had everything. I knew who could shoot. I knew where they were going to shoot. I knew how they were going to shoot. So you get to the point where you're sending people talking to others, people about what's going on. Then you got to wait till you play them once to get your film on them. You know what I mean? Or you got a buddy who has film on them that sends it to you. It's such a bad system. And I'm trying to get it changed. And I'm trying to, so now they got to the point where this year they let us go. If you ask the opposing coach, if you can come, they allow you, you have to ask the opposing athletic director. 
to come to the game. You have to ask that. So that was the that's the there, we're at okay. That I'm moving. I'm moving to Connecticut and going to start an underground taping system, man. Oh, you'd be you'd make a million. You know, oh. what I mean? it's like I, I'll, I'll just go and tape. There, and I, think it, I think it really was because was, I think some of the coaches just too lazy to say, "Hey, I'm a, I'm not I'm not a full time coach here. I can't I can't go out and watch games at night because I have a game, so I can't get film, and I don't I don't have time to break it down and. <sighs> I don't want to give my film out, you know, that whole thing. The old, I don't want. First of all, first of all, buy Huddle or buy something that's going to break the film down for you. Exactly. That's what we do. We got Huddle Assist. It's awesome. Oh, my God. It's literally like, so you're, you're, you don't remember this stage, but like when I started my coaching career, it was two VCR tapes, man. And it was like, I was there. Oh, my God. Literally. Cowboy system. We had to like crossover save my life. Oh, maybe save my marriage because it was like I wasn't in, I wasn't like 18 hours of doing this, you know, record stop. And then I had a duplicator because I gave every kid a tape. So I had to yeah, like one of those. Yeah. buy VC. It's like, oh my God. I got a DVD burner sitting right over here that I don't use anymore. But oh, my first out of Division One, we used to have the, um, you have to put the person's name you sent the film to. And then the next 20 coaches you had to send the film to. So when you got the, so I put like, all right, we send it to Dartmouth. And then below yeah. it would be like, uh, Holy Cross, uh, right. you know, West. So when you were done videotaping the film, give it. You had to send it to the next person in line. You know, right. send it all the way down the list. It was like a pecking order who you send the film to throughout the year. It was crazy. It was just, no, uh, I, I, it makes no sense. Film exchange was unbelievable. All right, so I'm going to give you a rapid fire, coach. So this is all right. These are tend to be one, um, one a real quick answer. Okay. Okay. Um, What's your favorite brand of basketball? Now, what I mean by brand is the literally physical ball. What what ball do you like to use, or do your does your team use? Spalding. And you and do you like the Spalding? I do. Yep. Okay, I do too. We use the Spalding TKF thousand or whatever it is. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah I, use the, a, I use the Rocket in uh, at, at, you know most of my call, a lot of the Rocket Quinnipiac, and I was yeah, they're okay. Yeah, okay. okay. I like the feel of the Spalding. I do too. One word to describe your ideal player. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as I am. A couple things you could do for us. Um, if you're really liking these, please go over and subscribe and link. We would really do appreciate that. It does mean a lot to us. We would also ask that you go over and check out teachhoops.com. Make a commitment to your coaching. Say that I am going to become a better coach. This community is there. It helps us keep the lights on at Coach Unplugged, but it also you know, has resources and videos, and I would put it up second to none on the on the web. Um, a lot of these, a lot of these sites are stagnant. I am there. I'm answering emails. I've already got calls for tomorrow. I am in there. I'm in the community. I'm there to help you. So go over and check it out. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Determined. Okay, one sporting event anywhere in the world. Final four. Yeah, we went. I took my son last year. We saw Virginia. Oh my God, it was like life changing for him. I yeah, think. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, favorite pregame meal. This is everyone's pregame meal for uh, 10 years, 20 years. Pasta and chicken. Well, that's good. I had somebody yesterday that was Mars, a Mars bar. So, oh, really? you know, it never, you never know. Uh, superstition. Uh, not really. Um, no, okay. I, don't, I don't have those as much. None. Okay. Uh, one skill not being taught. I'd say, uh, passing. And how do you teach that? I think you have to work on different passing techniques. Like, you know, when I was, a um, assumption the coach assumption he used to talk on you know like ripping the ball two-man game left hand extended pass with a hand on the ball to the end and making that push with the left hand and hitting the guy's outside shoulder and okay. i think that was a skill like ripping it eyes up 
protecting, holding a guy off in a championship and making that left-hand extended pass and then hitting the guy in the right spot, that's a hard thing to do. Most kids would just throw with two hands, get the ball deflected. Some guys would you know, throw it to the inside. So teaching that where to hit the guy and how to have eye contact, it's easier when you're coming back to the right hand and you're making a right-hand extended pass and, hold, and holding a guy off. But going back to that left side, that's a huge pass. And then I said, then the old pump fake, back door so now you make that pump fake and the guy goes back door stepping across making that so having a footwork to make all those passing angles i love that i love that it, it, you know it drives it from a former shooter and a shooter that lives in this house it just drives me bonkers when you don't give it to me close to my pocket it's uh, just swear to god i i can't you you, you don't want me to shoot like yeah. you throw it up here you don't want me to shoot that's cool exactly. Just, we just tell go. our guys not to shoot if they throw a pass at their – you can't shoot it. Like if you throw a pass at their, at their, their bottom of their feet or a bad pass, they got to control themselves one dribble, then shoot. You know what I mean? You don't want right. to take a bad, you know, bad it's like, shot. Put it, give it to me where I can shoot it, you know. Exactly. Work yeah. on, I don't think people work on skip passes enough. Like, no. You know, the importance of, like, skip pass and hitting a guy in his, his shooting pocket, making that right elevation and the right – that's a skill you got. And, and that's where the girls' game has really changed because the girls have gotten stronger over the last 20 years and because just everything, title, not, all this stuff. But anyway, they are getting to the point where that skip pass now is like that. their game is changing. Like you can just see it. It's like, whoa, there's a, the, that skip pass was so hard. Three-quarter – now the girls are getting so much stronger that yeah. that game LeBron, is like, – LeBron is phenomenal with that. He can make one-handed – skip passes and hit guys right in like perfect form like bang okay so again for all the listeners lebron laquan uh, uh um uh Giannis, all those guys are just not normal human beings yeah no they're definitely not normal human <laughs> there there's eight billion people that live in the world and there's one lebron so just you know yeah, if you've ever seen him play in person he runs like a gazelle and he's six eight it's it's like oh my it's his pa- passing with one hand. It's just unbelievable. It's I mean, Wesley. Wesley played for me, plays for the Bucks. He's 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, he looks like a little boy out there, like size-wise. He's 6'4", and he's he's built like a tank because he guards LeBron in those guys. He looks like a little boy, like size-wise. He's not width-wise, but it's like height-wise. It's like crazy. There's just, yeah. You, you got to go see him, see those games close in person to see how – abnormal they really are what's one thing you do to relax i uh swim no that's good and do you have a pool at school yes wow you have have a good swim team uh yeah they're pretty good they're pretty good yeah Yeah, we have a really good swim team in our school too um i just i always i always ask the swimmers what do you think about like (laughs) down back down back Something about getting your mind off it, to be honest. Just getting your mind in a different area. They do. What they say is they they say they we just don't think, coach. We just zone out and we sing songs in our head, and it's just like and it's probably healthier than what we do, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What's one coaching technique you think is important? I think um, connecting. You know, like how to connect with your players. Like I think it's important, like just to make sure the kids believe in, you know, like, especially in this day and age, how to connect with kids. It's hard to connect a kid who's like involved with video games, TikTok, and most of the rappers and stuff, you don't know who they are. And for me to connect with that kid, you kind of got to go a little bit more uh, into the kid's life and really, 
Because if, if you don't connect with them, they're not going to play hard for you. They don't believe in you, and I think that's important. I started a TikTok 30 days ago for the sole purpose that I knew they'd watch it and laugh at yeah. me. That's the sole reason I started it. Swear to God. Yeah. Hoops, if you want to listen to it, TikTok. I will, I will have to, I will. It's, it's, it's just stupid. It's like dad jokes, but I don't care. Because yeah. I'm no. just – but that's what I'm missing the most right now. I, I said this to, to another person I was doing a podcast. That's – I miss my guys. I miss them coming to my room. I miss seeing right. them. I miss interacting. It's just different. That part it, is huge. I oh, think. it's huge, and that's what they're gonna. That's what they're. That's what it's gonna be hard. There's gonna have to be a lot of repairing to go on. And I'll tell you, all the great coaches you can go back and see, they all had that connection. They all the players they they talk about the connection with the coach. You know, it's just I don't care who it is. You go Bobby Knight doesn't matter. Like they all believe in that that connection of with you know like I so it is uh, best player you've seen in person. Larry Bird. Were you a Laker or were you a Celtic? Oh, I was a Celtic, you know. Okay. <laughs> I grew up in Boston, so, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, well, I was telling you, I was talking to a coach from Ireland yesterday, and he's a huge Celtics fan, obviously. He lives in Ireland. He's a huge Celtics fan. And yeah. him and I were having this laugh about because I was a Laker guy. Like, okay. people that are our age understand that yeah. you were one or the other. Like, yeah, you had, you had a I had never, I didn't have much of a choice. In, yeah, but there was, oh, like, man. when you're in the middle of the country, there was, like, no, like, yeah, you, you had were a either a Laker fan or a Celtics fan. Yeah. There was no like I'm kind. I like both of. No, you do. You either like yeah. Magic or you like Larry. Like yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you can appreciate the others, but like yeah, you gotta make a choice. Oh, I would. I hated McHale. Oh my god, <laughs> great player, but it's like well, I'm gonna well, run him over with my car. Unbelievable footwork. Oh yeah, yeah. Parish and oh my god, that was the era. Um, best player of all time, MJ. Yeah, he's winning that by about ninety five percent. Um. I'm hoping I'm wearing my Bucks things today. I'm hoping we're, I hoping Milwaukee has um, the future one because he's yeah he's he gets a jump shot man special man he yeah you're right. he can never get that uh you know you forget he's 23 I know like a, I I know Milwaukee will give him the city of Milwaukee to keep him like you can yeah. have Milwaukee just yeah. <laughs> wherever you want to go yes yeah. uh, one thing that helped you become a better coach film. Yep. That's what I then and, and you know what? Again, you and I have spent you spent a lot more time than I have, but you and I have both spent a lot of time watching film. That is the one thing I think some of these young, especially that huddle and all that stuff's doing it for them now. Yeah. They're not watching as much film as we had to. Because we had right. to. Like yeah, you had no choice. You had to break it down the other right. way, like you said, rewind, yeah. fast forward, rewind, fast forward. So you'd watch one you watch one play. 10 times right and i'd be and i'd be there like oh my god it's like it's like it's like 2 a.m and i've watched like a half of a game what's i know yeah yeah (laughs) so yeah film was but i tell you like that was the biggest thing i felt so much more confident walking into every practice if you really did the effort stats and broke down film and and the best feeling i had as a coach as assistant up until all the way until i was at quinnipiac was when you did your scout it was your scout and you broke down the film of that other team and you walked into that and you knew the other team's plays almost as good as that other team right. and what they were going to do. And you could actually affect the game because you knew something about what I'll tell you right now. That's, that's, that's a feeling as an assistant, you, you, you know, head coach gets all the praise and all that, right. but as an assistant, you, and it was your scout. Like that was like a big part of it, man. Right. Like, I know. And it's like, well, and I tell people I have great assistant coaches, but I turn over my scouting, a lot of it to my assistants at this point. Yeah. First of all, I don't need to do it anymore. Right. Right. And and it it gives them accountability. Like I come in at the end and they'll go over the scout with me, but 
Um, yeah. I think that's just a great thing for people that are head coaches. What's uh, what's the best game you've seen in person? Something in the garden, nothing in the garden. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think. But you know, I, I saw one. Or of maybe one you coached. Yeah, no, I, I saw a playoff game um, with the Celtics and the Lakers back in 87, so at the Garden. So that was a pretty good game. Well, that'd be a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. I guess you'd, you have to say that I'm uh, – I guess I'd be intense. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm passionate, more intense intensity, passion, you know, for the game. I'm into uh, it. I'm, you know, I'm not sitting down, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, best basketball coach of all time. I'd have to go with John Wood. Yeah. I, I figured that was going to be your answer. Uh, yeah. One book you'd recommend. If you haven't read Jay Bill's Toughness. Toughness. You know I mean? okay. I think that was good. But the one like, I said, what was the name of the John Wooden one? I'm trying to think. It's um, uh, Wooden. It's, it's uh, Is it the style. one with him on the picture? Yeah. It's yeah I'll put like it in that. the show notes. I know the one you're yeah, talking about. That's a really good great, one. I know the one you're talking book. about. Leadership. Um, wooden, wooden on leadership. Just phenomenal book. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, would you would you would you leave or I'm gonna give you uh, ask you a couple questions. One of them you already asked because I think you 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 the shot clock. Would you leave it, change it, or replace it? So shot clock, I think you'd leave it. Yeah. Would you, uh, what about halves? Do we play halves? I leave halves in Wisconsin. Yeah, so we play halves too. Okay. I leave it. I don't. I don't think quarters are. You know, I'd, I'd rather do halves. Okay. You know? Yeah. I. The how long your How long your halves? Eight, Eighteen. Yeah, we do 18 too. Yeah. I miss the only thing I miss is I wish they gave us an extra timeout like the summer. And if we didn't use it, we lost. Just How many do you have for timeouts? Uh we have five. See, we have six. We have four and two. Yeah, see, four, we have five. Four, four, so I I miss I miss that one teaching moment in that first half. Um that I wish I could call one. That's like, yeah. okay, hold on, we gotta do this. Um, yeah, yeah. That you get with that first to second quarter thing. Um I, I tend to, my coaches laughed at me, said, you know, you don't take your timeouts to the grave just so you know. I just want to make sure they all have our assistance because I don't, I don't like. I don't call them either. Because my thing is I'm a pressing team, and my whole thing is I want to get the other team tired. Right. So if I feel like if I sit there and I call a timeout, I'm giving them a rest. Yep. So I want to, like, keep the pace going, keep the pressure on. I want them to call a timeout, them to call a timeout, them to call a timeout. If I'm calling a timeout, something's wrong. I never call timeouts. Opinion. I want to. Yeah. I want to state. I want to state title in 2011 because I had my timeouts at the end. I swear to God, we triple yeah. overtime. I literally they'd score. I take a timeout. We'd score. I, they'd score. I they they three. For, I mean, the only reason I won is because I had timeouts. I, they're, they're too valuable. I'll yeah. tell you something. We don't. There's a loose ball. My guys know every loose ball on the floor. We're not calling it. We're not calling. Oh. It. I'm not wasting one in the first half. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, don't do that. So we. So we. We discuss it. Because how many times have you seen people waste one for, you know, three minutes in the game, there's a loose ball, and the kid dives on it and calls a timeout. It's like, what are you doing? Those things are like gold. <laughs> oh, I, I talk about the same thing about traps. We talked about throwing off a guy's leg. We, you ne we never try and call a timeout. We talk yeah. to throw it off the ankle, throw it off, you know, whatever. I'd so, rather um, leave it, change it, or replace it, summer basketball as it is right now. Like last summer, not this. Time. i change it. And how I would you change it? I mean, I think it needs to, you know, I think, I think basketball needs to, you know, go back a little bit more to the high school coaches. I think there has to be an emphasis on, you know, high school. And I, you know, this is kind of, I don't, I'm not nothing against the AAU guys. I think the AAU guys do a great job and, and some of them do a great job and it's great. I run my own AAU program now, so I'm not right. like knocking right. it, but I really do believe that there has to be a little bit more accountability for the, you know, like you, some of these AAU coaches you're going to get, you know, on, who, you just throw them into these situations and it's all about, yeah, like, you know, the money, it's all about, it's not about the connection with the kid. It's not about the, so I'd rather have 
some events where high school coaches and assistants are more involved that have accountability and some kind of connection with the kids more because then it becomes a, a battle between the AU coach and the high school coach. Like, right. who, who do you believe in more and who am I going to, you know, Hey, you know, my high school coach told me to do this, but I'm going to listen to my AU guy because he's giving me sneakers and he's giving me right. <laughs> like a trip to Vegas. And you know, you know and- what I've thought too, and this is what I, this is another change I would love to make is I think the big schools should have an assistant that their sole responsibility is like going out and recruiting high school they like during the season they can't sit on the bench they can't go to practice they can just go out to high schools they can just go watch practices they can just do that that would be i mean come on like michigan can afford another assistant and and that's all they do all they do is recruit all and and they and they build connections with the high school coaches that's that's a great thing to talk about because i i'll I'll, as an assistant at division one for all those years that was a hard balance i mean to like try and be at a high be at your practice then go catch a game in Philly. I used to be in practice from Quinnipiac. We used to practice from um, one to three, uh, you know, one to four, right, right around there. I get in my car at, you know, 4.30, drive to Philly three hours, see a game, you know what I mean, at right. seven, get back in the car at nine and come back home at one, get up in the morning, individual, same thing. <laughs> like, right. It's like crazy. Like, so most assistants are like, I can't be doing this every day. So they don't go see kids as much as they well, should. Well, they don't go to the high schools anymore. Yeah. They don't go. They go. They go to. They go to Vegas. They go to Chicago and watch them all. And and I don't blame them. I would do the same thing because they're not working forty hour weeks. But if you hired somebody if that was their sole job, they couldn't go to practice. They couldn't be in day to day stuff. You know, they couldn't break film. You would literally have to spell out that you are a recruiter. Like that's a great idea. This is your job, and. That building connections and that it, they, you can go out and see high school game. It would be, I, I just think that would be the answer to that. That's a tough thing because, I, like I said, not too many college coaches go to high school games anymore. That's no. A, you know, just, you know and, and I don't blame them because it's hard to do. Right. And hard. the thing is, it's like. Yeah, head coaches. They don't want to go, you know, like how many head coaches, you know, like they're like, I don't even need to go to that. You know what I mean? Like right. I'll wait to see him in the summer in July. I'll see him in April. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, that would, yeah. yeah. And let you better be a five-star recruit if that's yeah. Good. That's the only reason you're going out because <laughs> someone else is trying to steal them. All right, any parting any parting words on uh, for for coaches that are listening, coach? What would you do well, it again? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, like you know, I, I think this is great stuff during you know these hard times. You know what I mean? Just talking basketball and getting it your is. mind. This was great for me just to get my mind off all the being quarantined and you know just to talk hoop. And I think you should you know if you're a young coach, just get with someone who loves it and talk hoop as much as you can and you know but talk hoop in the right way like break it down like this and get some pointers and watch some you know uh some podcasts and some some clips of you know like basketball and break it down so here's my here's what i tell young coaches when they ask me all the time it's like i said i don't know i don't know if you're a visual person if you are go to youtube find something watch film there's plenty of stuff maybe you're a reader there's plenty of books out there by great people that know more than anything if not find them everyone should find some mentors i've had great mentors in my career i'm sure you've had great mentors that will help you like people want to help other people i mean i mean that's the thing is i sent i'll tell you i sent sent college business yeah a lot it is it's it's a it's a fraternity of uh coaches trying to help coaches right because we all have been through the thing so well thank you coach i really do appreciate it all right appreciate it steve thanks everybody hope you enjoyed that podcast make sure you subscribe and like Uh, make sure you go over and check us out on youtube teach hoops on youtube um it's a great channel always putting new videos up there
Also, make sure you go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better. Do you want to win that conference championship? Do you want to win that state championship? Do you want to win that tournament? Let me help you do that. Go over and check it out. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.